Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Ponte, and good morning, everyone. Welcome to day 10 of our 14-day Buddhist practice during the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, as always, with our daily practice, Ponte is going to lead us off with the five remembrances. Thank you, Eller. So I'm going to sound the bell, and then I'll recite the five remembrances. I am subject to aging. There is no way to avoid aging. I am subject to ill health. There is no way to avoid illness. I am going to die. There's no way to avoid death. Everyone and everything that I love will change. There is no way to escape being separated from them. My only true possessions are my actions. I cannot escape their consequences. All right, Alan, you can take it away. All right, thank you. So today I mentioned was day 10. So we're gonna be talking about no harm today. And our scripture is harassing not others, those who seek happiness gain their own happiness hereafter. So as Buddhists, we take, uh, as laypersons, we take five precepts, uh, five rules uh, we take as a layperson. Now a uh, monastic like Bhante will take a lot more, you know, I think hundreds, you know, hundreds more uh, compared to what we actually take. And so these precepts or rules are not there to, you know, uh, be mean to us or tell us what you, you can or can't do this. It's there to help us uh, progress on the path. And that's really what they're for. And even for Bonte's monastic, all those precepts, all those rules are there to, to help them as well. So they're not a negative thing. They're an extremely positive thing. So what we're talking about today, and let me, let me go over those five precepts real quick. So we refrain from killing, harming, or violating others, refrain from stealing or taking what is not ours. We refrain from sexual misconduct. We refrain from lying, gossip, or harsh speech. And we refrain from intoxicants or stimulants. So what we're talking about today 
is basically going to be um, uh, the first two. So when we first, you know, kind of put this, you know, planner together, if you all kind of remember months ago, people were just taking, you know, toilet paper, they were upping their, you know, like from 30 days, to like 60 days of medication. Some people were, you know, stockpiling like possible medications that might help, which were actually impacting other people who actually needed for their, their daily regimen that they actually had medical conditions. And so we were kind of seeing this ripple effect, you know, uh, we have this just in time, you know, replenishment to our, you know, grocery stores, department stores, et cetera, where people didn't actually have what they needed, you know, for, for true medical conditions, you know, like a recurring chronic medical condition or something like that. And so it was affecting people and it could have, you know, I mean, I don't think either one of us knows the statistics. It, it might've killed people, might've harmed people. We don't really know that, but, you know, it was actually impacting people. And so we've been through this pandemic for a couple of months now, but it's, it's still very present. We're going into another, uh, at the time of this, into another round of uh, lockdowns in, in various you know, states. So we got to kind of think about that as well too. Um, are we harming people? And when we're doing that, is it actually going to be affecting people in a very negative way? And there's kind of like three ways we can kind of focus on that. We can recognize, develop, and see. So we want to recognize what are we doing. So are we buying something? Uh, are we, you know, doing something out of like, you know, fear, or we want to control, you know, the situation, you know? And I think we kind of saw that especially uh, in the beginning. And when we do the five remembrances, this is helping us to remember the five remembrances are helping us confront our fears, so we can transform them. We're going to kind of develop insight, you know, and we kind of we're going to do that through meditation and through mindfulness to see like how our actions might be impacting others. Uh, and that's not always, you know, easy to do. Like, well, I just, you know, I, 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 love, I love using a toilet paper example. I need this toilet paper, right? Maybe it's the last one, but you know, do I really need it if I already have like two gigantic rolls at home? No. So there's, you know, you gotta really factor in, are we doing it out of, you know, fear and control or is there like a true need for it? And then, you know, we want to kind of see if we can, you know, help those in need, you know, I think that's a, you know, compassion is so big inside Buddhism, uh, because that's something that as sentient beings through our delusion that we usually don't have, you know, we have this, you know, clinging craving that's resulting in dukkha, but we're, we're not usually expressing compassion. So, you know, to have an elderly neighbor, yes, somebody that's in need, um, you know, that may have like a medical condition, for example, that you can help, you can, you know, run to the store and get them something. Um, you know, and I think, you know, especially during the beginning, people were not, you know, donating blood, you know, during the beginning of the pandemic, right? I think that's kind of, you know, um, uh, resolved itself to a large degree. But we've also seen people who have had, you know, uh, COVID-19 already, you know, they usually have uh, antibodies inside their blood, and they're being recommended to go to like blood banks and to donate. And if you kind of think about that, that's helping with the, the this no harm concept as well, too, you can actually be saving a life. Uh, by just donating blood if you've already had COVID-19. Now, I don't know all the scientific, you know, portions of it, but, you know, they're saying they can, you know, they can test for that, they can use that, like, oh, you got antibodies, I can do, you know, some plasma out of it. So there's different things that we can do uh, to kind of show no harm. It's, and I think the general concept of, you know, this day is really to kind of open your eyes to our daily actions and encounters. We're usually, and I, I mentioned this maybe a few days ago, we're kind of walking around like, you know, zombies a lot of times, you know, we're asleep, you know, we're, we're not really aware of what we're actually doing. It sounds weird, like, well, I got my eyes open, you know, I, I'm thinking about things, but 
we're not really, we got kind of like this delusion that's kind of over us, our perceptions, um, you know, our feelings, whatever. They're all, you know, these conditioned things which may not be actually true that we're actually seeing. So our Buddhist practice is helping us kind of break down, you know, the, this delusion so we can act by doing no harm, you know, by showing compassion and, and helping others. So kind of think about that, you know, for, um, you know, today and, you know, throughout your practice that, you know, we want to be, be careful of our actions. We want to do it out of compassion and loving kindness and mindfulness. Uh, and when we do that, we are definitely walking in a path of, you know, the Buddha um, and all the aligned disciples and bodhisattvas. Fati, uh, do you have anything you want to maybe uh, add on this? Yes, thank you, Alan. Uh, on one occasion, a man, a person came to the Buddha and he said, uh, Bhante, that was also what they would call the Buddha in those times. Uh, there's too many rules. It's, it's too difficult to keep track of all these things I shouldn't do. Um, so, I'm, you know, I can't practice anymore. I'm just going to give up. And then the Buddha said, uh, can you follow three rules then? And the person said, oh, three rules. That's easy. Yeah, anyone can follow three rules. Uh, I'll do three rules then. The Buddha said, okay. And I'll say it in Pali first. First part. First rule. Do no harm. Do no evil. Do no bad. Second rule, do good. Third rule, uh, cultivate or develop the mind. This is the teaching of all the Buddhas, right? So right in the beginning here, when the, when the Buddha is kind of put in a position where he has to make it very brief, right? Put all the Dharma into three, into three lines. He starts off with no harm, right? And then meditation's at the end. That's the higher training. Uh, so really, no harm is the basis, because out of no harm comes uh, uh, selflessness. You start cultivating that selfless mind, right? Instead of doing what you want to do for yourself, what's best for you, you start thinking, oh, I should do what's best for others. Um, as, as Alan mentioned, the monks have more rules. And these rules are not just so we can be all uptight and, you know, stuff like that, uh, all these extra rules for the monks were uh, created so they can live in harmony to avoid conflicts, actually, to avoid arguments. Um, so uh, that's also no harm. Um, and then also, uh, no, no harm is, we have to remember that we're included in that too. So we shouldn't harm ourselves either. If we know that something's going to hurt us, uh, then we have to avoid that too. So I think we can, you know, kind of bring everything that we've learned so far into it. First, the right view. Very important, right? There is suffering and the cause of suffering. Recognizing that avoids harm to oneself and to others. Then the, the right uh, intention, which is an intention of renunciation, letting go, not being greedy. Um, uh, also the intention of loving kindness and the intention of compassion. Those are no harm intentions. Then we have the next three steps of the Eightfold Path, which is uh, right speech, right action, and right livelihood. Those are specifically based on not harming others. Then we have the right effort, which is uh, uh, protecting your senses from 
things that are going to harm you, unwholesome thoughts, removing unwholesome thoughts, which are things that harm you, cultivating wholesome thoughts, which are things that protect you from being harmed, and maintaining the wholesome thoughts, which also protect you from harming yourself with those unwholesome thoughts. Then we have right mindfulness. Right mindfulness is also a protection. It protects you uh, from uh, unwholesome states arising and being able to recognize them and remove them when they're there. And then right concentration is the, is the practice of uh, no unwholesome thoughts or no harm in the mind. So here we can see if we look at the whole path, we can find no harm in the whole eightfold path. You know, so this is really, really, really important practice. Um, and no harm also means, you know, uh, very subtle things, not letting cruel thoughts, angry thoughts, greedy thoughts. It is our greedy thoughts that have brought so much uh, ecological damage to the world. It's causing harm. So we also have to be careful of that too. So, I mean, no harm such a, a basic principle to Buddhism and such a broad topic that we can expand on in so many ways. But I just want to kind of give you these examples. And most importantly, the first one, when the Buddha was asked to say something about the Dharma, he started off with no harm, not doing the bad, avoiding the bad. So just keep that in mind as, as, as we go along. And then uh, I believe tomorrow we're going to really dig deeper into it, uh, the next step, uh, how you can actually go about training yourself to do no harm. So I think it's time for the meditation now. Very well. So we're going to con continue with our practice of <clears throat> uh, breathing meditation, Anapanasati. And uh, just, you know, no instructions today. You've, uh, I've shared many tools with you. And whatever works for you, go ahead and take that and use it. And just remember that when the mind becomes uh, distracted or uh, just bring it back to your meditation, right? Just bring it back uh, to your object of meditation, whatever you're doing without um, criticizing yourself and noticing what's happening in every moment of experience. Although we're focusing on the breath, notice on every sensation, every emotion, every thought, every little thing being aware, is this wholesome or unwholesome? It's very important. You don't really have to do anything about it at this level, but just being aware of what's going on in your experience. Very well. I'm going to hit the bell and we can practice breathing meditation.
So now that your mind is calm, body is relaxed, you can bless yourself with your calm mind. Also by the power of this wholesome action, may you be free from immature company and may you always have good companions until you realize Nibbana. Okay, is there anything else, Alan? All I can say is that uh, look forward to seeing you tomorrow and everybody else. It's going to be a great topic. All right, everyone. Uh, may you be well, happy, comfortable, and peaceful. Bye-bye.